Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Business of Music podcast, where we teach you everything you need to know about owning and growing a music business. My name is Elliot Towsley, and my business partner, James Landry, and I are your hosts. Shoot us an email to contact at denovoagency.com so we can answer your questions on our next podcast. And to learn even more, subscribe to our YouTube channel and sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of the Business of Music podcast. Yep. Well, and especially in, in, in this music marketing space for independent artists where literally every day a new company pops up with a new secret method to market music. Um, <laughs> A lot of them are just some internet company. You don't know who you're actually doing business with. And I think one of the things that sets us apart here at DeNovo Agency is whether you agree with our opinion or not, we have an opinion and it's our faces out there and we're willing to put our name and our face out there. And it's not some, you know, SpotifyMonster.com with some stupid logo and then they get caught. Everyone says, oh, it's a scam. And then they flip it and then it's a Spotify zombie <laughs> it just like it just rinse repeat it. Um, so for those of you who do check out our podcast, we're we're glad you do. And we love answering the questions. Um, one of the questions that we got on the email um, from like a listener, I guess, in our audience, what he was wondering was, are blogs dead? And meaning in terms of a way to in 2010, like when I was getting into college, there were a lot of blogs that I would go to to find the music that they would put there. And in a way, I used the blog as a tool to find new music for me. The blog back then was my Discover Weekly today. And for now that Discover Weekly does that work for people, blogs are definitely not what they were before. But are they dead? James. Let's hear your initial take. Is It's a great question. Are blogs for an independent artist looking to market music, are blogs dead? So there's a few reasons why they are not. But first, at the very top, if you're purchasing blogs or getting on blogs because you think new people will find you from them, they're dead. People are not going to blogs to find new music anymore. Blogs, the purpose of blogs are not the same as they were before. Before blogs blew up, blogs controlled the music industry back in the 90s because they were CDs. And in order to know if you should buy a full CD or not, you want to know a review. Like, yeah, it might be a good artist. You might like a song or two, but I don't want to buy. I don't want to spend $20 on a full disc if there's only one song I like. So blogs ran the music industry and could kill a release by themselves back then before you could just listen to samples before iTunes existed blogs ran it now blogs don't do that they don't have that power anymore because of streaming because of algorithms because of everything but one thing everyone has to realize is Spotify is always scanning the internet for what people are saying about artists Spotify has two things they want to do when they have one goal, Spotify's only goal actually is to keep its listeners happy. That's where they make money. Now they have two ways of doing this. They track listening habits and they track what people are listening to and who else they're listening to. And that's how they make these playlists. But in addition to that, 
they also scan the web to see what people are saying about an artist. Um, are they comparing you to Usher? Are they comparing you to Michael Jackson? Um, do they think you're like Little Dicky? They're following all of that so that they know who they should be recommending you towards. Now, they're not doing that with, you know, like some no-name blogs you've never heard of. But they are crawling the web just like Google does when they're trying to figure out where to show up in search results. That is what Spotify is doing in the background. They have their own search results. Um, if you followed anything when Kanye released an album or Drake released his album, I think it was Drake. Drake released his album and an artist called himself Certified Lover Boy <laughs> with an album called Drake. And he <laughs> was showing up first on Spotify's <laughs> results. Love it. Um, it was like, it went for like two days, I think. People were like, what's going on, Spotify? Like, but because Spotify, what they're doing is SEO. And this guy beat Drake out there, and people were talking about so often, he had the SEO juice until Spotify went in and manually corrected it. Spotify is not going to manually correct what you're doing as an independent artist. You're not Drake. You're not going to go out there and take attention away from Drake when someone's searching for Drake. But what they are going to do is if, Five people have your name. You want to make sure you're the one Spotify is showing first. And blogs start that growth, start that SEO. So that if someone searches you on Spotify, they go, this guy's been talked about. It has to be this guy first because there's 15 other people with this name. But this one has media attention. So let's show him first because most likely they're looking for him. Yeah. Um, the other half of blogs would be Google, but I'll let you talk about that. I think well, what ties into that is what Google calls authority. So certain websites have higher authority than others. The New York Times probably has a 100 out of 100 authority score. You know, nobody's musicblog.org probably has an authority of 10. What goes into authority are volume, the amount of people on the website, how active the website is, how credible of a source it's deemed to be. What goes into that is something called backlinks, which means when the New York Times posts a story, if the San Francisco Chronicle picks it up, they say original, like, you know, first posted by New York Times, that's called a backlink. Other websites pointing to that website. So there's many more things that go into it, but generally, a level of authority is given to certain websites. That's why websites like The Source are expensive to get onto if you're an independent artist trying to get a blog. If they're not just organically doing something about you, there are ways to pay to get on Money Talks. You know, right now, James and I could get an article on Forbes if we wanted. Like, it, it's like six or seven grand, <laughs> but like, it's not impossible. So it's part of a game. Like even if people know you are paying to get on these blogs, the search engine doesn't know that Spotify doesn't know that or care. What they're doing is they're assuming a level of authority at the source. And if the source wants to keep its level of authority, they're all, they're going to, you know, not post complete crap, but that's a bit of a tangent. Um, Spotify does what's called crawling the web. So does Google. So does Instagram. That's what, it, that's what James is saying when they scan the website 
or they scan the internet to see what websites are talking about you from where. The term is crawling the web. What they do is essentially like every, they don't do it every day for every artist, but say every three months, they essentially send out like a pulse of sonar across the web to see, are there new people talking about this guy? Who is it? Who's talking about this guy? Is it the New York Times and oh shit and the Washington Post and a bunch of big websites? Oh, this guy is somebody. His authority and when people search, even if you have a common name, Mike Smith, when people search Mike Smith, your name now has more authority because other websites, big websites are talking about you. So now Google knows, well, if someone's searching Mike Smith, it's likely this one. Same kind of thing. We have a client here named Profit. And Profit like a, uh, uh, like a, you know, you're talking to a god. Like not a Profit. A, yeah, not money Profit. Like, you know, like, you know, like Jesus. <laughs> but really. Um, anyway, he had, that's a common, that could be, if somebody just searches, oh, hey, what was the name? Who was that guy that made that song I liked? Oh, it was Profit. And then he goes on Google Profit, and that's all. That's going to be really hard to come up, right? Until eventually, if a bunch of people, if somebody were to put in Profit Music, after he had 10 blog articles somewhere, Google's probably going to say, well, you know what? It's probably this guy. Based on the level of authority that we're seeing, we're seeing a handful of websites talk about profit music, and they're all talking about the same guy's Spotify profile. It's probably this guy. So blogs, in terms of like Will getting on the source, getting on the homepage of the source today, break or like completely change your music business, possibly like it could have in 2010. No, um, because like James said, a ton of people aren't going there to see what the new music of the day is. Spotify is doing that work for those people. So is Apple Music. So is everything else. So it's not going to break your make or break your business based on the audience that the blog article reaches. But it is the start to getting verified on Twitter, on Instagram. That's how you get verified they, by seeing, are you a credible source? Do you have a level of authority? They don't judge that based on how dope your pictures are or like how many monthly listeners you have. It's based on, is this somebody that other people are talking about? Because if other people are talking about you, listeners or viewers or whoever's using these apps are likely going to be searching for you. So they want to make sure that their users find the right person. It has nothing to do with you as an artist. Always keep that in mind. Instagram verifies accounts to make it easier for their users, not for the celebrity. And they do it on Spotify or maybe, uh, yeah, I guess Spotify. Like They do that so that if your name is Profit, if somebody's typing in profit on Spotify, they want to make sure that they're showing the one who you're most likely looking for. How do they do that? By crawling the web. And getting on blogs is a great way to get your name in all of the under the hood stuff going on at Google and Spotify that we can't see. It's a great name, a great way to get your name on that radar. Yeah, I would add on to the one thing 
people seem to forget. If you get a new fan and they care about you enough, they will look to see if you're touring, if you're doing a show, are you local, where's your Instagram, stuff like that. What other profiles do you have? Do you have different music on SoundCloud than you do Apple Music so I can check out different stuff? And if they Google you and all that comes up is your Spotify, that is as far as they will go. They are like, you've pretty much told them you found me on Spotify. Congrats. Here I am. Um, Don't waste your time with anything else. Everything's right here, which is fine, but you want them to connect with you. Some connection is how you make a fan. Most of the time, just liking music often isn't enough. Blogs should be used in those ways. For all of that, and then blogs should be used as an advertising tool for yourself. If you get on a blog, if you pay to get on a blog, you can then make an image thanking them for doing a write-up on you and run ads with that. And now you've got the social proof that other people need to finally check out your music. Like kids you know from high school that likely aren't actually listening to your music. But if they say, oh, wow, he got on Time Bulletin, whoever that is, I don't even know what blog that is, but someone else is talking about them. I now am going to go check them out so I can say I knew them first. Or I'm going to check them out because I now have proof that, hey, his music can't be that bad. They're talking about it. Or her music can't suck like I thought it would. Let me go see. And you'll start to notice the people. (laughs) Um, Elliot and I talk about this all the time. Back when he was making music, I remember him telling me people used to come up to him and say, oh, your music's actually pretty good. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It's funny because it's like, well, yeah, no (laughs) shit. Um, And you just told me you never listened before. (laughs) Well, that and I didn't realize this until I got older. But then I realized when somebody says, wait, your music is actually pretty good. What all that means is they thought it was going to suck. <laughs> yeah, they, so, they, yeah. <laughs> it's a bit of a backhanded compliment <laughs> inadvertently, um, but you just got to take it for what it is. Now, actually, real quick, because of this, back in the day, I came from a really small town. So like when my high school heard my friend and I music that we made, like people we're like, oh, what is Elliot and Tony doing? Kind of like, oh, these guys, these idiots, <laughs> these stoners. <laughs> but uh, so, but then we went to school, and then we met a bunch of people who didn't know who Elliot and Tony were. All they heard was our CD, or all they saw was our music video, and all they heard was our music, and they didn't know me personally. All of a sudden, like when now we didn't like go viral or anything like that, but we had like you know our video got five hundred thousand hits, and we had another one get like. I think like 700 or something. I don't know. But it wasn't like crazy, but it wasn't nothing. And it was like a regional small town, New England. So like, I didn't know nobody from New Hampshire had like ever gotten that many views, maybe one kid. And uh, anyway, when we went to college and people knew the music and they didn't know Elliot and Tony, now all of a sudden the people who knew Elliot and Tony and never really gave a shit about the music, as soon as they saw that somebody else somewhere was saying that it's good or that it's cool or that whatever, now all of a sudden like the walls come down and they're like, wait a minute, what? And then like maybe they'll listen to it again with like fresh eyes. Um, it's really funny how people are. And I made the mistake back when I was a shithead kid 
that like anyone who I knew was like maybe not the biggest supporter or like definitely against what we were doing. Whenever like maybe they switched and they saw me again two years later and they were like, oh man, you know, like I checked out your music. It was actually pretty good. I was never like, oh, thanks. I was pretty much like, oh, good. Fuck you. <laughs> and then like, like I made that mistake because I was like 19 and like full of myself. And like, I was like, well, you know what? All I saw was my numbers going up every day. I didn't realize that it was going to plateau and go. <laughs> so all I knew was it was going up, up, up. I didn't need you guys. And I was like, I don't need your support. Like you had all this time. Go fuck yourself, essentially. And yeah. I learned that I should have swallowed my pride and been like, I don't care how long it took you to like become a supporter or a fan of me. I appreciate it. Thank you. And like, just like, instead I was a shithead and I was like, and I didn't do it to any of these people's faces, but like in my head, I was like, man, fuck this guy. Like he had three years to be a fan of me. Fuck him. I don't need him. And I should have been like, I'm so glad you finally came on board. Like, thank you. And, uh, that's what I do. What I do. <laughs> that's why I do what I do now. <laughs> to tell artists who are 19 and, starting to get something going to not be a shithead (laughs) like me. Yeah. So back to the original question was blogs. Um, (laughs) So yeah, they are a tool just like everything else. Just like playlists are a tool. Um, You can't rely on them. You can't just get a write up and think that you're going to go make fans. I could even, I mean, I'd even say if you can pay to get on Pitchfork, it probably won't help you much. <laughs> they won't give you a good review, but it's not going to make or break your career any blog at this point because it's so simple to go listen to music. Before, a blog could break an artist and the artist could be absolutely horrible, but sell a bunch of CDs and make a bunch of money and people wouldn't buy it again. But if Pitchfork or someone like that wrote up a good article, that artist could make money for a little bit until everyone bought it and realized it wasn't good. Nowadays, it doesn't work that way. So yeah, <laughs> someone could give an opinion nowadays, but everyone else can form their opinion with you making maybe a, what, six tenths of a cent compared to $20. And that's the difference I think now. Well, I think that is a big difference. And those reviews used to be big. If you got four out of five stars in the Rolling Stone, that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, if the Rolling Stone came out and said this was the best album we had ever heard, I still wouldn't give a fuck. Yep. I might you check, might out, check it out. I might be like, whoa, that's kind of a bold claim. But yeah. okay, let's okay, let's make it less extreme. If they were just like, this album is a five out of five. Great. <laughs> cool. I don't care. I could not tell you the last time I saw someone's review of something even someone I like liked and, yeah. and gone out and been like, Oh, dope. let me ch- drop what I'm doing and go fucking check this thing out. No, mm-hmm. maybe when I was 18 and all I had to do in college and between classes was check out music, but the blogs did that for me. I wasn't digging through the internet. The blogs did it for me. I now, take it one yeah. step further too. I mean, blogs aren't our tool in music. Now blogs still oh, yeah. matter in like movies. 
Because think about the investment. You're asking people to invest time to watch a movie. And if a blog comes out and says it's bad, people aren't going to go do that now. And that's what streaming has gotten rid of in music. It, got, take, it took away the investment that someone has to make to find out for themselves. And mm-hmm. if everyone else is talking great about it, cool. It's easy now to go spend $20 and buy a CD. Just like movies now. So everyone's talking, this new Spider-Man, it's amazing. Cool. Everyone's going to go check it out. But if they all say it sucked, no one's going to go check out the movie. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't happen to music. I guess most people will come out if blogs matter. I'm guessing most people are going to say Kanye's album was okay, but everyone probably still checked it out because it's so easy and cheap to check it out. <laughs> it's just there. Cool. That yes, and I think this is a really good um, like example of music versus movies. Movies, you choose which movie you go see. There has ever since there's been music, ever since there's been radio, music has been chosen for you that you can then choose if you like it or not. But the radio has chosen the music. You're not choosing. Eventually, you can choose which vinyls you want to buy and bring them home. But that's a big difference right there. And I think that's why reviews in movies are far more important than music, because in music, you can say, oh, they said Kanye's album was okay let me check it out i'm gonna make my own opinion because it's right here i don't need to pay ten dollars nothing right because you're already paying right exactly a movie review is definitely holds more weight and just in my mind at least as a consumer this movie sucks i'm not gonna go see it it's like so there's certain things it what's the cost of investment when you get rid of that investment your personal time or money or whatever it is it makes it so much easier to say i don't care what others opinions are um, but if you're going to buy a car you're not just going to show up and ask the salesman hey, what <laughs> car do you reckon <laughs> he's gonna be oh this one cool tell me about Great. it like you uh, usually you use car and driver you use admins you google you see what people say you see about breakdowns um movies same thing obviously I don't even know, really. Neighborhoods, if you're buying a house or looking for an apartment, you, most of the time you're like, okay, where should I live? I don't I don't know Nashville. I don't know. Where should I live in Nashville? Um, but music, streaming has literally just leveled the playing field for people to the point of, cool, you have a connection at Rolling Stone, congratulations. Absolutely doesn't matter as long as I get my music in front of people. If my marketing budget is the same as yours, but you're spending some on Rolling Stone, I'd actually say I can probably do better because you're not getting the people you used to get. Ellie and I used to watch, read those blogs and see what to listen to back in 2000s. The people older than us probably aren't listening to new music anymore. A certain age, I don't know what age it is yet. Love to see this study. I want to know when people stop listening to new music. And there's like, nope, I like the uh, 80s, like period. I've seen it's 25. Is it 25? Well, I still listen to new music. Is it 25 on average? I'm thinking that's like, like when my people, parents. Like, there's like, no way in hell you're going to tell my dad to go listen to a band and tell him they sound like Pink Floyd. <laughs> He's not going to listen to them. He's going to make, nah, it's cool. No, they I'll, don't. I'll, I'll just listen to <laughs> Joe Walsh and Pink Floyd. It's cool. I don't need someone who sounds like him or like. So if you think about the age group that used to read those blogs and do that, they're past 25 now. Like we're way past the age of people actively looking for new music. And that's why Spotify is doing it for you. So exactly. if you're 
thought process with your money is to go find a publicist and have pay them to then them pay someone else to get you on blogs, you're probably throwing money away or burning it, however you want it, like whatever metaphor you like more. Um, so <laughs> use them as a tool. They're not dead, but they're dead for the reasons that they existed or they came to life at the beginning. Yeah. They're, they're not dead. You just need to rethink the way you're using them. I mean, they evolved. We, right. They've evolved. The way artists can use them as a marketing tool has evolved. Because before you were getting it on, you were getting on it primarily for the audience on them. Now they are a tool for things like SEO. Getting like when Spotify crawls the web, when Instagram is, when you request verification on Instagram, they're not looking at your page to see if it looks verifiable. They crawl the web to see who is this guy or girl company. So if you need more examples, freshman 10. Oh, Um, I couldn't care less about that anymore. When was the last time someone on the freshman 10 had already not gone viral because they're signed to a record label now and you're getting them, you're streaming mm-hmm. back when you had to buy CDs, hold them in story. Like you probably had never heard of some of those people. Um, but mm-hmm. now like I'm guessing whoever it was, I don't even know the last group, but I'm guessing most of us have heard their music already. I'm guessing like Rodney Rich is probably one of them type people. He was up for a Grammy. Like we've all heard this, the music now. Um, so can I interject right there? This is a, a great example of how blogs used to discover talent and make them mainstream. Now all they do is curate mainstream content. Like yep. Complex Magazine is not saying, yo, the up and coming artist from Chicago right here, boom. And then, wow, you're right. They are curating and aggregating mainstream content for their audience yeah what's already that's going on what's already going on in a way that's a lot of what we do at de novo our i'm looking around oh that's a good thing our audience would like this because yep. we know our audience we do create our own content we're doing it right now but a lot of what we do is we know our audience we have a platform we there's all this shit every single day in terms of content all we're doing is saying oh our audience would like this our our audience should know this and we're not out there breaking stories just like the source right now isn't breaking an artist when's the last time a website did that and they like they went viral because of a blog. 2009? I'd ask people when the last time they looked at a blog was that was not for them. Like most or, people I talk to are going to blogs because they got an article on the blog. Well, that or someone, I think a blog, like I would visit a blog if someone was like, yo, check out this article. I thought it was interesting. Like, here you yeah, go. Yeah. Now I'm I on mean, a blog. But like general, going, like, oh, newmusicblog.com. Yeah. I need to figure out my No, I'm looking yeah. for my new music on Spotify because like whatever music if, they tell me to look for, I'm just going to look for on Spotify anyway. I'd even say back in like the early 2010, 2011, I would go on like Hot New Hip Hop and be like, oh, they have a leak. Let's listen to it. That's even gone. Like I yeah. don't, like this doesn't happen. It's just not used the same way. 
Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like we're just rambling now, but I, we keep going on forever. And I'm sure we're going to talk about this all next week now on phone calls. Well, that's good. Um, so I think, well, let me touch on this real quick because, you know, the same type of people that can do blogs for artists are the same type of people that do blogs for companies like ours. So we get hit up all the time with these people, just like I'm sure you do as an artist. And a lot of the times it's like, oh yeah, we'll put you on, you know, six little rinky dink websites and it's $3,500. And it's like, what? So once we, the thing, what was really interesting was a lot of these people had the same exact websites and they were all using like the same exact prices. And I was like, well, this is agreement. (laughs) There's some middleman somewhere who has access to all of these and you found them. (laughs) Um, But anyway, so like, (laughs) I just thought it was outrageous because I was like, well, what if we just want like, because they've come to us and you know, what, what if we just want one or two articles for the reasons that we know it's not the audience, but when someone Googles De Novo agency, we want a bunch of people just be talking about us to come up. Mm -hmm. And, uh, whether the artist or whether the user clicks on any of those links, likely not, but they see that other people are talking about us and now they're going to view us a little bit differently. So we know the value of blogs. We've done it ourselves and we have a writer in house. Once we realized that people were charging three or $4,000 for this shit, I was like, okay, well clearly someone in the middle is making way too much money off of the artist. And, uh, Sure enough, we figured out how to do that pretty easily. And uh, now we do it for like half the price. So if you are interested in getting some uh, blog attention out there so that the next time Spotify crawls the web for you, your name shows up, especially if your name is Joe Jones music, (laughs) like, or, you know, Alex Smith. Oh, shit. I'm not the quarterback. (laughs) Like, how are people going to find my music? You definitely should get some blogs in there. And we have an in-house writer. That's not some generic bullshit that, you know, new music from a new artist in this city, insert name here. Um, it's actually a pretty decent service and we stand by it and we do it for like half the price of uh, anybody that we've seen that can be like, oh yeah, well, it's $3,500 for the, the articles and then uh, it's an extra five grand to get verified on Instagram. And, uh, oh, you know, if you don't get verified, you get your money back. So... <laughs> Um, screw that. Do it with us. It is funny. I think that it literally, like these people would go charge three, four, five grand for six blogs. You get, they were pretty much getting one person a month to survive. One person a month and they were making really good money. Yeah. <laughs> they could manage to get one person a month off that. It's kind of crazy, but Yeah. We went not off for if we didn't think it wasn't something that is useful. Um, obviously, everyone's doing it. Labels are doing it. We do everything. Pretty much everything we've offered is what labels have access to outside of actually paying money to Spotify to be on a Spotify editorial playlist or an Apple Music editorial playlist. Um, yeah. You want to take so, a break? Are we done? What are we doing? Well, that's that. I think uh, what we want to do is encourage you to send your questions because the reason we got this whole episode was because somebody sent us an email to contact at denovoagency.com. 
and just said, our blog's dead. You know, I listened to the podcast. I don't remember exactly what he said, but um, something along the lines of, I've listened to the podcast. I got a question. Our blog's dead. Um, so if you've got a question of things that we can cover in the podcast, shoot us an email and uh, we'll be happy to go over it. If you have uh, any questions, hit up James on Instagram at, I think it's underscore James Landry. Other way. It's just my name and underscore. James, just look up James Landry on Instagram. He can, he'll help you out. Look up Elliot Towsley for any marketing things. Um, and uh, we'll see you next time on the Business of Music podcast. I think this may have been episode 40. And if not, I think the next one might be. So uh, next episode, we're going to have 40s and uh, we're going to drink them. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, we're each going to have two. And uh, we're, not, <laughs> we're just going to film through the whole thing. So uh, <laughs> that'll be a good episode. Tune into that for the 40th episode of the Business of Music podcast. The Business of Music Podcast, presented by DeNovo Agency. DeNovoAgency.com. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Business of Music Podcast. We love to hear feedback. Shoot us an email to contact at DeNovoAgency.com so we can answer your questions on the next episode. Be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel to learn even more and check out DeNovoAgency.com to see how we can help you grow your music business. Until next time, this has been the Business of Music Podcast.